0: Good evening. If you want to make your way to some seats, we're going to go ahead and get started here. We'll join together in prayer and start to sing some songs. But it is indeed good to be with you all this evening. Thanks for uh, making your way through the rain and snow. Pretty interesting weather for Christmas Eve. So glad you're all here. It's seemingly safe. So it's just a joy to be able to gather together, even as we think of all that this evening means for us as a church. So. For those of us who call this home, this is really such a sweet time to be able to worship our God, to be able to say this is such a significant point in everything that we believe about who God is, what he's accomplished. And so really a sweet night for us to be able to worship him with one another and and just be reminded of all that Christmas brings for us as a church. And for those of you who are visiting with us tonight, we're glad that you're with us. Glad that you're able to worship with us. Glad you're able to be here. And I do pray that as you hear everything that we go through tonight, as we worship God, that if this is not your regular home and if you don't share a faith with us, that you would see a place that you can find good, a a sense of peace and joy that God does indeed. Care about his people. So I do pray that you find that here this evening as we worship God together. So as we begin to worship, uh, let's do pray as we open, thinking about all that this evening brings to us. Father God, we do thank you that we are able to gather this evening amidst our busy schedules, amidst everything that is coming our way, just as our culture pushes this holiday season. Faster and faster and, Lord, we do uh, just value this time to be able to slow down and to reflect upon all that you accomplished in coming into this world and entering in to redeem us, to save us. Lord, it is often easy for us to miss the significance of you entering in with us. So, Lord, we do rejoice at this. We thank you for all that this means for us. We, we praise you for this and, Lord, we pray that even this evening as we think and ponder all of these things with our homes and our families and everyone that we spend these holidays with, Lord, that there would be a sense that we are indeed able to rejoice at the things that you have accomplished. So Lord, we do pray this evening, even as we worship you, you would be glorified in all that we say and do. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me as we start to sing?
1: Joy to the world, the Savior reigns, let men their songs implore, why fields and floods, rocks, seals and the world the joy to the world the lord is come let earth receive her king Ah, you may be seated
2: good evening joy to the world the Lord has come Um, I'm going to be reading from Zephaniah 3 verses 14 to 20 sing aloud O daughter of Zion shout O Israel rejoice and exult with all your heart O daughter of Jerusalem The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Let your hands not grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt you, ex- exult over you with loud singing. I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time I will deal with your oppressors and I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time I will bring you in, at that time when I gather you together. For I will make you renowned and praised among the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Why don't you stand
1: with me? Oh.
3: Hear the word of the Lord from Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who is with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for him in the inn. The word of the Lord.
1: Why don't we stand again together? as we have heard on high. Day. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? What the gladsome tidings be which inspire your heavenly song? Glory. time just our voices
5: Good evening and Merry Christmas. My name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here at at GCF Valley. It's good to see you here. Tonight is a special night as we remember the birth of a child that changed the world. So I'm glad you're here. While I'm up here, let me also uh, encourage you to uh, come tomorrow morning for our Christmas Day worship. 10 a.m. right here. It is rare that we actually get to celebrate the birth of uh, Jesus Uh, on Christmas Day with a a Christmas Day service. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow. It's going to be, I think, a very sweet, short service. I'm going to preach the shortest sermon I think I've ever preached. That's what I'm committed to. We're going to have a special uh, children's message. uh, We're going to sing. We're going to have a hot cocoa bar or hot chocolate bar with all the sprinkles and whatever you like. Uh, It will be there when you walk in. As if that is not sweet enough, I'm going to give one of you a present I've taken some time this week to figure out what I'm going to give. And one of you will walk away with a present tomorrow. That's right. I'm going to guilt you into being here with gifts. That's exactly what I'm doing. Parents, you can uh, bring your kids in their pajamas if you would like. That is totally appropriate. Kids, you're hearing me. Pastor Jeff just said you can show up in your jammies tomorrow. And parents, if you also want to show up in your jammies tomorrow, I mean, I wouldn't. But... I just get a second opinion at the very least before I get out the door, but just use wisdom on that. Tomorrow morning at 10, I hope to see you here. Our main scripture passage tonight was from Luke chapter 2, and in Luke chapter 2, we're given a whole bunch of important details, fascinating details, really, as it concerns the Christmas story. And as a story goes, Luke chapter 2 has, has everything we would look for in a great story. There's drama. There's intrigue, there's suspense, there's conflict, there's mystery, there's a whole lot of very, very deep emotions. I want to focus tonight on just a couple of verses, really verses 10 through 14. And what I find so fascinating about just those few verses is that we have one angel who makes an announcement, and then soon thereafter, we have literally thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions of other angels who are all shouting praise to God. But it all started with one angel. So what is it that one angel says that could cause a whole choir of angels to come down and celebrate? I mean, one angel makes this grand announcement, and suddenly all the other angels can't resist. They've got to get in on this action. So, what was so grand? What was so glorious? What was was so earth shattering and profound about this one angel's announcement? Let me read again Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 10. And the angel said to them, and to them is the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior So the divine message that this one angel announces, that's verse 10, essentially is, I come in peace. Don't be afraid, shepherds. I actually have good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, good news is, well, good news is hard to find these days. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, every day we're inundated with breaking news, and I think breaking news is just a fancy way for saying bad news. It's never really good news, except here in Luke chapter 2, God turns the tables on breaking news, doesn't he? Because this breaking news from this angel here is actually good news. It's good news of great joy, and notice, it is good news of great joy for all The people. Now just think about that for a moment tonight. When was the last time that you actually heard good news, such good news that it would make people truly happy, maybe even eternally happy, but it was good news for every person on the planet. It was good news for every human being. That's pretty rare, isn't it? I mean, we may hear one bit of good news, and it may be good for a particular group of people, but it's, it's probably not good for everybody. So there may be some good news that you hear, that's really good news for rich people, but it's not for poor people. Or this bit of news makes people over 50 glad and people under 20 really sad. There's a bit of good news that's great for retirees, but poor for college students. Or there's good news for the majority, but not the minority, or vice versa. Or, or this piece of good news really affects those who live in an urban center, but it's not really that great news for people who live in the suburbs. Or here's a bit of news that the black community will rejoice in, but the white community frowns upon. And we can even extend it beyond that. Here's, here's good news for a particular country, a particular geographic location. But you know what? If you ask the neighbors who live around that country, boy, that's not good news for them at all. This is the kind of breaking Bad news that we're often used to hearing. But yet that is not what the shepherds heard from this angel on this night here in Luke chapter 2, because on this this particular night, this angel actually brings good news of great joy for all people, for everybody. You know what that means? The good news from Luke chapter 2 here means that that nobody's excluded from this good news. Nobody. Doesn't matter where you're born. Doesn't matter your family background. Doesn't matter your economic status. Doesn't matter your level of education. Nobody is left out. Nobody needs to be left out. In fact, this good news of great joy is, well, it's for all people, which means that's, it's for your heart tonight. You don't need to be excluded from this good news of great joy it's good news for everybody. And it's specific good news, isn't it? We might say it's even peculiar good news. There's no generalities here. There's nothing vague. It's not like when the, when the angel looked at the shepherd and said, hey, I've, I've got really good news. The sun will come out tomorrow. Or it'll stop snowing at some point. Or it'll be okay, or everything will just work out. Like, what do we even do with that? We, we don't know what to do with that. But the angel says specifically, now this is good news of what? Great joy. Great joy. In other words, when you hear this good news, you're going to be exceedingly happy. Now, for most of us, joy is... Joy is probably in short supply, and I think for most of us. I mean, are we really a joyful people? You can think about that in your own life. Are you more joyful today than you were six months ago? Maybe you remember where you were sitting last Christmas Eve. Would you say, would the people around you say that, yeah, you're a little more joyful now than you were then? And yet joy is a main theme at Christmas. It's actually a really uh, main theme in the gospel accounts of Christmas, We sing, we've sung it tonight, joy to the world. We enjoy gathering with family and friends. We take great joy in our many Christmas traditions. Joy is also a dominant theme in the Bible from beginning to end, from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Did you know that our Bibles speak about joy well over 200 times? But here's what's interesting great joy, it's called mega joy great joy like the kind we read about here in Luke chapter 2 that's only found just a handful of times in the bible great joy is very rare it's unique in fact when we hear or when we read about great joy in the bible we ought to slow down a little bit and and at least figure out well why is it there so we read about great joy at the anointing of David's own son as his successor. This is in 1 Kings chapter 1. There is mega joy, great joy. After the Passover was restored, after generations of neglect, 2 Chronicles 30, there is great joy, mega joy. The gospel celebrate great joy at the uh, resurrection and ascension of Jesus, Matthew 28. 8. Mega joy. And here we read in Luke chapter two of this same great joy, mega joy, at the breaking news of this one angel. So there's great joy at Christmas. That ought to remind us or tell us that something very profound, something extraordinary, something something out of this world is actually happening here at Christmas. So what is it then that would cause this one angel to announce this good news of great joy for all the people, verse 11? Here's why. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. And I think at this point, the angel probably saying, look, shepherds, I get it. You you may not believe me here, but just for proof, I'm not making this stuff up. The angel says, you will find the baby, wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Now, the manger was basically a feeding trough for farm animals. So according to the Bible here, according to this text here in Luke chapter 2, all you need in your life for great true joy is a baby in a feeding trough and some chickens. If you got that, you got great Joy, you have every reason, then, for true and lasting joy. Because, friends, joy, the kind of joy that Luke is talking about here, joy is what happens when God breaks into the world and he does something amazing. Joy is what you experience when when God breaks into your life and he does something extraordinary something amazing joy is what we experience when we we recognize that god has just moved on our behalf to do something that we had not anticipated to do something beyond what we're capable of doing to do something absolutely life-changing do you know what that means it means then that joy is actually not based on who we're with it's not based on our circumstances it's not based on our exciting plans for the future Real joy, this kind of joy, it's actually not based on whatever it is that's underneath your Christmas tree tonight. You can actually be truly joyful with a lot of money in the bank or hardly anything in the bank. But throughout the Bible, God's people experience joy when they see him move, when they see him act on their behalf to do them good. And when God shows up in your life, and he does something amazing, well, that's when you feel joy. And that's exactly what's happened here. The the breaking news, the very good breaking news tonight is that God has just introduced his son, the Savior of the world, to the world. So the good news of great joy for all the people is that a Savior has been born. And he is Christ the Lord. Now in Matthew's account, the Christmas story, Matthew chapter 1, Matthew actually spells out for us in a little bit more detail. He he tells us about the type of savior that Jesus will be. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. She will bear a son, that is Mary, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Sin is a very real problem for all the people. That means for you and for me, for every one of us. Sin keeps us from God, keeps us in the dark, makes us cower, makes us hide, makes us run for cover. I mean, if God were to to leave us in our sins, none of us would have any hope at all. There would be nothing to celebrate tonight. But there is great joy. There is reason to celebrate tonight. There's reason for all people to celebrate tonight, why? Because God has done something amazing. He has acted in his great kindness and love to rescue sinners, to save sinners. And friends, that's really the heart of Christmas. God has kept his promise to provide deliverance for sinners like us from the bondage of our sins. God has acted on our behalf to do something amazing so that you and I could actually be saved. That's that's not what every other major world religion teaches. You're aware of that, right? Every other major world religion says, look, you do your religious duty. You perform your religious tasks. You perform, and maybe at the end of your life, God will kind of weigh it out, and hopefully maybe you'll you'll just kind of skate over into eternal life. That's not good news. There's nothing to celebrate there because even on our best days, we lack discipline. We lack dedication. We can go off the rails just as easy as the next person. The good news of great joy is that God in his great kindness and compassion, he knows who we are He has acted on our behalf in his kind grace and he sent a savior to be born in a manger. And in that, God has acted to redeem all people, all people, not just kings, not just rulers, not just shepherds, not just teenage girls, but moms and dads and factory workers and teachers Every last one of us. Not just white people, every ethnicity, women and men. I mean, the breaking good news of the gospel really obliterates racial, economic, social, ethnic barriers because the birth of Christ is good news for all people. Jesus was born to save us from our sins. And we need to be saved and the only way that that was happen or the only way that that would happen was for Jesus to be completely obedient to God his father and his plan of redemption. So this Jesus that was one day born in a crib would one day die on a cross. He's the savior born to save us for our sins. But Luke also tells us one other important fact about this baby. Not just to see the savior born to save us He's the king born to lead us. That's the sense of he is Christ the Lord. So this is no ordinary baby born in a manger. And Jesus in the manger is not just a king or another one in a long line of kings. He's actually the king. Jesus is the king that God's people never had up to this point. He was like King David except better without all the terrible sins. Jesus is the one king who would rule with perfect justice. He would obey God perfectly. He would know God intimately. He would lead God's people wisely. If there's one thing that we've learned particularly over the last couple years, it's that we really do need good leaders. We need good leaders at every level of government, in business, in education, in healthcare, certainly within the church. The problem is, none of our leaders are like Jesus. So often, the more we find out about them, the more they disappoint us, and the more that we are discouraged. Kind of makes us long to be led by Jesus, doesn't it? Long to be led by the true king, who will never lead us astray, who will always do what is best for his people. So friends, we need a savior to deal with our sins, and we need a king to lead us and to guide us safely home. And Jesus is both of those things. The baby in the manger is born to both save us and to lead us. And that's why, friends, all those other angels couldn't stay silent. I mean, one angel announces this great news that is for all people that a Savior has been born to save and to lead, and all the other angels have to join in the celebration. And it led to this great heavenly army of angels, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angels rejoice because God has just broken into the world and he has done something amazing. The savior of the world has come to the world and his birth is good news of great joy. And it is good news of great joy for every human being, for everybody. So how about you? Is Jesus really good news for you, for your soul tonight? Is he good news for your heart Maybe you came here tonight just really weary, burdened, weighed down by a whole lot of sin. Well, you're in the right place. Jesus knows. And he would love to forgive you. Would you turn to him tonight? Christmas Eve would be a great time to repent of your sins in faith, to say that you can't save yourself. You don't have to be left out in the cold any longer. Because no one's excluded from this good news. Jesus is good news for your heart. Turn to him tonight in sincere repentance. Turn from your sins and trust in him, maybe for the first time in your life. Do you know the joy that could flood your soul when you actually stop trying to manage your sins? We all do it. And it's got to be the most wearing, exhausting thing that we do. I'm going to try and figure a way out of this. I'm going to try and figure a way to deal with this on my own. But Jesus came to to save you from your sins. You can know that joy tonight, the, the joy of knowing that he can forgive you, that you can leave here with a clean heart and a clean conscience. I wonder if you also know the joy that comes from knowing that even on your worst day on this earth, and we can have some pretty bad days, As a Christian, your king is still out in front leading you. He's still guiding you. He's not forgotten about you. He's protecting you. And he will make it so that you arrive safely home. That's his promise. Christmas Eve would be a great time to join in with all those other angels, wouldn't it? Praising God for the salvation that he has provided in Christ Jesus, the true king. Friends, joy, this kind of joy, true joy, lasting joy, joy will come to your heart when you begin to see and when you begin to acknowledge that God has done something amazing for you, that he has actually provided a rescue. He's provided salvation for your soul. Now, you may be here thinking, wow, that sounds good, but I don't see that. Sometimes it actually is very difficult to see the good that God is doing. Sometimes it's really difficult for us to see anything good that God is doing in our lives. That doesn't mean he's not up to good. It just means that we might have to look longer. We might have to be a little more patient. We might have to linger a little bit longer. I read a report just this last week that, that actually was kind of strangely encouraging to me. This good news that we're talking about here tonight, this good news of the gospel is spreading all over the world. It literally is breaking into every corner of the globe. Did you know that there are more Christians in Africa today than right now here in North America? There are actually more Christians in Asia today than in North America. And by the year 2030, which is only seven years away, there will actually be more Christians in communist China than right here in the United States. Now, you may hear that and think, Brinkman, you got your countries mixed up. Like, how is that good news for us here? Well, the good news of great joy of the gospel is that, is that it's spreading all over the globe. I mean, Jesus said it would happen, and Jesus is causing it to happen. And that good news is not just spreading on foreign shores, people. That good news of the gospel, this good news of great joy for all people includes us. It includes us right here. In Spokane Valley, Washington, we're not excluded, not by a long shot. That good news of great joy is working its way through you and through me, through our church. And joy comes when we see and acknowledge that God is doing something. He's still doing something, and he still wants to do something amazing in your life and in mine and in our church. And I pray that that would increase in the year ahead. A child has been born that absolutely changes the world. He's changed my life. He's still changing my life. And I trust that He is changing you as well. Jesus is good news of great joy for all.